My God, this is fucking awful. Everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the magical homebrew world of Aerith. My name is Mark and I'm the Dungeon Master and also with us for today's episode, our 100th episode, we have our very own CeeLo Green who's more Xbox and we are more Atari. Callum who plays the gnome sorcerer Folly Fizzlebang the ninth. Hello. We've got our own very own Jack Whitehall lookalike Danny who plays the human cleric Claude. Hello. Flynn Rider in human form. Ian who plays the dragonborn barbarian paladin Drago. They just can't get my face right any time. We have the young, less klepto Winona Ryder. Casey, who plays the Helena, who plays the Cuban champion Helena Sneakguard. Hello. And our resident Baldian all-round good egghead, Darren, who plays the human fighter rogue Robin. I mean, the, the hair thing every time, man, that's hurtful. It is. But, you know, low-hanging fruit. And I am short, so I must take that low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Thank you for joining us for our 100th official 100th episode. More like 110 <laughs> if you add in all the halves. But this is 100. We've made it to 100. Woo! We made it, yeah. We made it. Our centenary. It is epic. It's pretty epic when you think about it. And if you've been listening from episode one, bless you. I mean, wow. seriously, like, yeah. well, kudos, um, because there was some shit. Uh, that we had to wait yeah you you walked through the basement levels of crap and then you've ended up you know still on that basement but it's not as shitty a little bit better if you were there when shadar tried to ride that mammoth and you've made it this and you didn't switch (laughs) off at that point kudos to you you didn't go what the fuck is that dwarf trying to do dark times they just yeah. threw an axe in Immediate party split. Yeah. Immediate party split. That was, yeah. that was Wanted to ride the in hindsight. We have come a long way and it's been the two-year campaign so far. Um, and it's awesome. We've come a long, long way. Yep. We've come a long way. Such a long way. But now, after that opening, all I can think about is Darren's load, low-bearing fruit. <laughs> <laughs> load-bearing fruit Whoa. also sounds a little bit... You can't stop thinking about Darren's load. Whoa. Well, Yeah. Should we play yeah. Dungeons Dragons? Should we, yeah. should we do yeah. However, what happened last week? That's a, very, that's a very good question. And I am probably not the person to ask because if you listen back last, listening to last week's episode, I was not present. We had, and I think don't, there aren't many podcasts or DMs or DM or Dungeons and Dragon podcasts that would allow the DM to not be present and the session is still to run. And actually for it to be one of the best episodes, I think, out of them. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to episode 99. It's an absolute fucking humdinger. And I'm not in it, so it makes it even better because of that. Um, so probably I'm not the best person to explain what happened. Would any of you guys like to volunteer to give us a quick lowdown on what happened last week? Don't all jump at the same time. I'll volunteer. Oh, I, I can do it. That's ah, fine. thanks, Ian. Have some... have be Inspiration, ins- yeah. I will ins- take that. Be inspired. I will, I will take well, that inspiration. Actually, I will be inspired and I'll take the extra five gonna, levels I gave myself last week. You're going to take some e-inspiration. Wait, oh, oh, you've been sitting Lord. on that one, but no, I haven't I had inspiration in fucking six yeah, months. Thanks, I just Mark. It. What's Casey sitting on? Um, right, yeah, okay, you can have inspiration. <laughs> oh, I'll take that. Um, last week, we found ourselves setting up camp, getting ready for a long rest after defeating the horde of goblins and stopping them from lighting the pyre so they couldn't warn all the other undead and nasty and griblies waiting for us just before the foot of the blight. After defeating the goblins, we just 
set up camp. We followed Helena around in a kind of first point of view um, sort of style in an audiobook way as she made herself around the camp and talked to each members of the party. The members of the party um, discussed about what their plans were after the blight and what their hopes were. And it started to get very beautiful towards the end when we we left our our intrepid adventurers sharing a pint uh, of goblin ale, as it were, and ser- and toasting themselves to what could be one of the final long rests that they all enjoy, this makeshift family. Uh, Karstan sang us out with a beautiful song, and we are... That's it. We've we, Well, if we take one step further, which I'm going to do to Creative Liberty, we've had a long rest. We have indeed and had a long the, rest. And the night was very, very cold. And we're unsure if the atmospheric cold was from the weather itself or was magically induced from some sort of blight or dark magic of sort. Lucy and Vance are currently still um, upon the mountainside, set in the deep recess where Kelson's body is currently laid to rest and they have an overview of the battlegrounds below the fire continues to burn bright thanks ian as the what you can imagine what feels more like a a moon starts to rise but it's not it's the sun blotted by the thick cloud embers ash and other accoutrement in the sky that blocks out so much of the light in this part of sleep guard the fire's burning hot as it is a magically enhanced fire, but the air is still acridly cold. There is low hanging mist across the land around where you are, uh, out through the broken palisade of the goblin encampment. You can see mist off into your distance, slowly rising as this moonlike sun slowly starts to rise and a little semblance of light starts to encroach upon your camp. Though there is no noise of birds, there's no noise of wind either, just the almost eerily uh, comforting noise of the sea. But you know this isn't the sea. This is the noise of the undead, not too far away. The noise of the abominations, the noise of the armies of the blight, not too far away. And their their overall cacophony of noise um, invading your kind of ambient sound and always kind of being with you, much like um, living near the sea and always hearing the, the breaking of the swell of waves. As you finally come out of your long rest, and I assume we've taken an order of watch for this, giving a Leo liberty for that, you start to hear a strange um, creaking noise. I assume we've popped ourselves either in the tent of the goblins or out by the fire, and you hear a strange kind of creaking noise start to come from the side of one of the tents. Uh I'm going to imagine that we're all kind of awake, um, kind of just kind of having breakfast or the snacks of provisions to begin with. And we've all kind of gathered around the fire to warm ourselves from uh, our cold and rather achy, uh, wake our cold and rather achy limbs and warm them near the fire as we can see our breath uh, leaning over, slowly gearing up for the day. Um, And as let's argue that Claude is the last one to rouse as his armor is the most cumbersome, uh, Claude, we're going to follow from you to come out the tent towards the fire to meet the rest of the party. Uh, everyone, including Karstan, stood around um, warming themselves and having having some breakfast. So, would anybody wake the goblin then? 
I take that as an O. Does anybody oh, want to wake the I, goblin? I forgot that he was here, yeah. to be honest. I've been spooning him all night. Um, what? You've been touching that thing? Yeah, it's just a bit of goblin. It's good for the skin. Who said? Uh, I, 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 I'm probably making it up. It's, it's good for the skin, though, I think. Yes, it sounds like something you'd make up. Well, it's like a goblin a day keeps the doctor away or something. Yeah, whatever, you know, anything that rhymes has got to be true, isn't it? Rather you than me. Goblin skin, good for your shin. <laughs> oh, what have we got any breakfast? Anyone, any rations? I think or... I've got the beak left on the crow from last night. <laughs> We've got some rations, Drago, and uh, Helen is just going to th- throw um, Drago a bag. Oh, thanks. Drago nods a thanks as he picks it up and helps himself to a minuscule of the rations just to take the edge off of waking up in the morning and the fuckery that comes along with that. So he's trying to shake himself awake. Um, while this discussion has been happening, Robin has sent or has been in the process of sending Newer on a 360 around the perimeter of the camp just to see if anything, aware of how close this cacophony of horrible noises is just to see if anything is encroaching on our position uh yeah do you want to give me an investigation check please yeah it's with the bird senses so i can stop getting excited about my plus 11 uh it's a 13 though it's a 13 uh as neuro is is, fires up and starts looking around your local perimeter um you can see the unlit pyre you can see the high cliffs the goblin corpses dotted around you can see footprints in the kind of uh part mud, part sandy ground of your own, of the goblins that you knocked off the top of the top of the path into the into the tents below. You can see there's the scorch marks from Folly's uh, Wall of Ice, uh, along with other attacks to the south as well. Uh, yet those that are living or unliving are only those that you can see within the camp. You do see that the goblin um, that you had captured is on the outside of the tent now and he is conscious and Nura is aware that he is looking over his shoulder and looks to be trying to cut something. Uh, he kind of hunched over trying to cut something with his hands. Uh, as soon as I see that through Nura's sense, I'm going to turn and just draw my bow and point it at the goblin on the floor and just say, good morning. I would stop that if I were you. The goblin is perfectly still. It's got its back to you at the moment. It's kind of laying, uh, well, it's kind of stood hunched over with its back to you at the moment, kind of facing the cliff wall uh, away from the rest of the group. But it stands perfectly still and doesn't move. What an amiable fellow. Uh, Claude, are we in a position to to talk to this this newfound friend of yours? I don't know. This is like the first goblin I ever put in a rope. Well, can't you do that thing that you did to yourself and Tali where you make it tell the truth? Yeah, I could. Well, we haven't even begun to just talk to ask the questions thing. yet. Well, I don't think he's exactly going to be friendly to us. And I'm going to look to What's the your goblin. name? I'm going to look at the goblin after that and go, no offense, you did try and kill us yesterday, but. Still got we his back to you. tried to kill all of them, I guess. Uh, I'll go and just roll it over with my foot so it's facing Robin. Uh, as you roll it over, uh, you quickly realise that the the rope that you t- 
tied and bonded its hands. It's managed to cut it loose using its nails and break through it. And it scrabbles up to its feet and tries to start sprinting away. No, Folly, do your thing. <laughs> um, I think, which one's Folly going to go for? Actually? Folly, hurry up or I'm going to shoot it. Seriously, Folly, you have a finite amount of time before I kill him. Which one Folly, Folly get on with it. Folly, thank you. I'll just cast hold the bow is drawn if Folly fucks this. Wisdom saving throw, Mark, against this goblin. He got a five. Okay, that's failed then. So yeah, he's just paralyzed. He's stuck in mid-stride. And this creature is now stuck in mid-stride and you get a good look at it now. It's long kind of green ears a number of piercings uh along both of it one of the ears has got some bits missing at the top of it it's got a, a number of kind of yellow marks down its green skin across its face kind of p- quite piercing but um large red eyes with like a almost like a top knot-esque thing with like a bone stuck through it he's got like a big almost feathery um looks like a poncho thing almost over its over its shoulders broad shoulders uh and uh, sharp kind of yellow nails on its hands, grubby, dirty nails with a kind of similar kind of feathery uh, set of trousers to it. Kind of the midsection of its stomach is out, which is quite fat sticking out underneath that with some kind of strong, stocky short legs underneath it as well. And he is mid-stride, mid like one leg is up. It's almost comedic in the position he's stuck in. Folly's probably just going to kind of walk over with his quarterstaff and just push him from the top so he falls over. So it just splats. Yeah, just fall straight back on his side. Uh, Folly's going to take some rope up and just retie him up again. Okay, yeah, and he managed to uh, you managed to bind his hands. Um, is it just his hands doing his hands? I'm doing hands together? hands together, but behind the back, and then okay. obviously legs as well joined to the hands. Uh, hog tie, you know, good yeah. old fashioned hog tie. Cool, classic Saturday night. I think night that's how Claude did it in, in, in good old fashioned hog tie. Yeah, in my family for generations. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh this 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 yeah sorry this character's now hogtied uh face down but still petrified not petrified um still paralyzed paralyzed. Yeah, still paralyzed um bobbin do you want to oh folly you were doing a thing uh folly was basically just going to go round to the front of the goblin um and basically say you try and run again and i'll send you 600 feet up into the air and then forget how to control my spell and then it's just going to take off normally the you person. say you'll turn it off do you want to roll um, intimidation? Uh, I can do. Go on, give me that. Eighteen. Thank you. Nice. Cool. So, what are you doing? Are you, are you removing whole person? After Folly has made the threat, yes, he's going to remove whole person. Okay, and he's just going <laughs> to and just looks at you. Folly meeting him back with almost the best kind of death stare that a gnome can muster. His eyes kind of flip to you and then flip to the others. Doesn't really move much or tries to wriggle a little bit. Realises he's bound again and just continues looking at you. Now's <sighs> your chance, Robin. Um, um, when, when... just going to look over at Robin and go, I think this is Folly's interrogation tactics here. Wordless. I, I thought it was flirting, but, but okay, sure. Uh, but, but, um, <laughs> it's interesting to see yeah, them just kind of yeah. stare at each other. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, um, I'm just going to just kind of just come up to Folly and just um, look at the goblin and go, so we asked you your name. Let's start with that. Chris <sighs> called Graffa. I'm going to call you Chris. 
Chris, <laughs> I, I, I have a series of questions for you, and some of my friends will probably have questions. I'm going to assume the mantle of nice guy. One of my friends here will probably assume the mantle of not very nice guy if you don't play along. I hope that is clear. Claude will just put his executioner's uh, cover on his face. <laughs> Looks like we have a volunteer. Now, he looks thoroughly confused. I eat both. Okay, goblin societies. I guess you all just eat rats. In fact, there's a bit of crow left if you're hungry. He nods. I'll chuck him the beak. Yeah. He eats the beak. <laughs> now, I hope that this gesture of food can make you realise that you're alive for a reason. And that we have things that we would ask you. First of all, what are you doing here? And he vomit up to the um the, the beak <laughs> and onto the floor. God. Second time. Why are you here? Natsuki. Ah, fight, fight with the blight. Natsuki. Is he saying you're a nice guy, or is he talking about the night sky? Um, I think it was nice guy. What 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 he said? Let's clarify that. Nice guy is what you're calling me, yeah? Ah, yeah, yeah. Nice Good. guy. Name is nice guy. Yes, yes. That's exactly what my name is. Um, ah. May I again just like to point out to you that you are among the living. You have a pulse. Well, you're among the living for now, shall we ah. say? Uh, why are you fighting with the blight? Blight is growing. Rift splitting wider. Closet here. Want to win? Ah. Right side, not wrong. Uh, Sorry Robin. to interrupt. Did you just say Grazat's here? Ah. Where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was madrid. <laughs> Voice is hurting. I was like, gargling then. <laughs> no, um. What? Sorry, Dragonborn, what was your question again? I forgot it. <laughs> Where's Grazat? Ah, here. Where is here? Exactly in this camp. No. He, he tries to point, but realizes his hands are tied. So he just kind of like, ah, with his shoulder, ah, in a direction, ah, towards the tower. Ah, ah. Ah. Is he close to the tower? Tower. At the tower. Mm. Is he with in anybody? The tower. What? So many questions, one at a time. In the tower. Is he in... Is he in the tower? God, I'm getting sweaty here. Let me take off my hoodie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is he with anybody? What is this? Guess who? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, I don't know. We are far from the tower. Outside, don't get taken into the middle. We aren't welcome. Mm. Are there any of your people unaccounted for? No, all accounted for here. Dead, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when do I die? Quickly, please. Can someone tell me what the fuck What about the other camps? How many people can we <laughs> expect? There's two more like this. What can we expect from each one? I'm not telling you. Fuck off. I'm just going to stand on his foot. Quite ah, foot. I need them to walk. Oh, he's turning a bit Spanish. Why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> My gringo. Ah. 
Careful. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> My ankle. <laughs> I, I thought you were a nice guy. No, I said I'm nice guy. I told you you didn't answer our questions. That that he would talk to you, or he. You nice guy. He he. No nice guy. Yeah, that's that's Where's his accent. My God, this is fucking awful. It was definitely ah. a bit more like before. Ah, back to it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. It's the combat. I'm... <laughs> well, let's let, let's assume that we are. There's problems with fighting. It's... Sorry, Robin. Yes, yes. Uh, well, you don't know my name's Robin. My name's Nice Guy. Nice Guy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, may I? May I? May I suggest that uh, that you you would like something probably to stop talking? I'm guessing, but um, th- there's only one way you're going to get that, and that's by answering that question as to what will we find at the other camps. Where? I don't know. Around, the other around camps here. There's other camps around here. This is one of three we were led to believe. No, this is the camp of the goblins. The others are not, are not camps. What? <laughs> what camp? It's French now, sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's French. Yeah, it's, it, I, I'm getting bored of this. What are we going I to do? I feel like we should just end his and the DM's life. <laughs> I, what do you... What? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? I can't help. Just don't kill me. Please. <laughs> this is the worst character I've ever made. I'm so sorry. It's so embarrassing. Oh, God. It's been a long week, guys. I'm sorry. This guy, be a nice, be a nice guy. Kill me, please. <laughs> Wait, he's a shaman. Can I not just cast fireball on myself? Is that not a oh thing? My gosh, you, need, you need to be able to do semantic components. Yeah, you can't move. Uh, He's gonna, he's gonna look seriously at Folly and say, "Release my hands." Don't do that, Folly. No, no, Folly's not doing anything. Folly's not doing anything. (laughs) Have you? What do you want your hands for? Being dramatic. So, so whatever your name was, Chris. That's what we went for. You you were Skullcrafter. Chris, you were under orders to light that beacon if if a threat was approaching the tower. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Who gave you those orders? Uh, the, the, the shadow. Uh, who's the shadow? I don't know. You're talking about Graza? Or is, there, is this another being? Some voice that comes to us and says, tells us what to do. Let's just stay in the, in, the, in, the, in the blight and we do not die. Why do you call it the shadow? Because it looks like a shadow. Nice guy. Uh, did, Dark. Did, did, human I size? Suppose. Bigger. Oh, we need cast on. Casting could go into his mind. <laughs> it's handy he's not here because otherwise you wouldn't get this gloriously well thought out character. <clears throat> Can anyone go into his mind and confirm what he's seeing? 
Bloody hell no. I'll try, but doubt it. It'd just be good to identify the shadow and see if it's the same shadow that I know. Uh, okay, what do I do? Okay, so you don't know how to do it? No, but I'll do it. That's okay. I think it's a a cast and only thing. Are we? Have we got any more questions here, Robin? Because we're wasting some time. I think maybe uh, well, we should just. I, I, I don't it. think we're going to get anything. Out uh, of him. I I have a question for you. Uh, as yes. in general, or one of us in particular, or any anyone really? Uh, nice guy. I know your name. Uh, why I? <laughs> <laughs> your NPC, the normally spot on. This one, this one actually might this be my, my favorite. favorite. Yeah, this, this is, is my favorite. This it is has like... a little thick gurgly voice. Uh, I know, and I keep trying to return to it, and then it yeah. just ends up. This is a nice guy. He's <laughs> just making my French, and uh, you know, should we just go French? He's a French goblin, right? He's a French goblin. This is a nice okay. guy. Okay, let's just, um, you know, he's basically, you know, his mouth has been dry for a, a while. He's he's been he's been you know messed around. Anyway, listen, nice guy. Nazgai, come here. Well, I'm not getting any closer, but I can hear you. Go on. Come closer. <laughs> That's not happening. Go on. Can you release my hands, please? No. Okay. Where are you? Why are you going? If I told you, I'm not sure you'd believe us, but we're here to stop the blight. Oh. How? Don't, don't, gonna turn don't, don't tell him that. Well, I... You're not going to kill me anyway, so why not just... Because if you're hearing voices in your head from some sort of shadowy place, who's to say that you can't send them back? Yes, who's to say that you're not talking to them right now? I can tell you things me? about the, un- the, the, the blight if you yeah, let me and, go. Uh, we, w- okay. So why don't you tell us these things and we can consider letting you go? Because that's, that's then you just kill me anyway. But you can understand our predicament. If we let you go, you'll warn the others. Okay, deal. You undo my hands, but leave my feet tied up. I can't run away with my feet tied up. True. Robin, at this point, is just going to defer to Claude and Drago, who who know more about the, the threats we're up against. He's just at this time. Uh, let's just undo his hands. And uh, Folly, no. can you just keep a close eye on him? I mean, there's lots of you, and the bard is very quiet, but I'm not going to go anywhere. It's, it's, it's nice, isn't it? Feet are tied. I'm uh, really interested to see what's going to happen, to be honest, and I need to I need to see this through. Uh, Rago uh, gets down on one knee and uh, unties his hand. And as his hands come free, they stay really still down by his side for a second. He looks at you all, pulls one hand up, and scratches his nose. Ah... Had that itch for ages. <laughs> he's gonna grab Robin by the scruff, pull him in close, like a little bit closer than he was before, and he, so you can smell his breath. And he goes, "Nice guy." <laughs> this is totally quite sexual now. Gol- <laughs> Golgroth yeah, ro- is near. <laughs> Beware, Golgroth. Beware. He's gonna let you go again. I don't think we should kill this one. I know more. Yeah, tell us more. Uh, undo my legs. No. Okay. I feel like there'd be an audience outcry if we were to kill this one. I think it's quite sweet. Where are you going? 
We're not going to tell you that. We're going to kill the blight. That's why we're here. But this camp, what is your camp? You want to find the other camp? I will tell you. You point out where you're going next. I will tell you what I know. And then you uncut my legs. And then me and nice guy, we are going to go. We're not telling you anything. Okay. I won't tell you what I know then. I, I Well, there is one question that I think it may be mutually beneficial for you to answer. The dragon, Golgroff, have you seen it? Huh? Have you spoken to it? No. He does not like us. He shits on us metaphorically and sometimes physically. But he is injured. He returned from the forest. One wing badly battered. Some attack or something. The big light, the globe, the ball. The orb. That came from this guy. Whoa. Jogo points out to Claude. Very small orb. Who are you? A god? Yes. Ah. Good for you. Anyway. So what's your what's your plan here? You want us to untie your legs and you and Robin go and take a walk? No, we're not doing any such yeah, thing. Can, this is, can this I, is can, ridiculous. I, I have a choice here and I, I, I'm not walking with a goblin. Sorry. I didn't okay, I'll go there. After that, I wondered what he was asking. Uh, it's me leave. Me go. I continue to live and not die, please. I think what we do is we dig a hole, put him in it. It gives him a couple of days to dig himself out. That's not a bad shout. He will die in the process. That's a of bit dying. harsh. Yeah. Say, he won't die. Why don't we just send him up to Lucian and Vance? Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, you could be a prisoner that. of war. How about that? Prisoner of war. Okay. Just don't kill me, please. I like being yeah. alive and not being one of them. The first goblin that's ever asked not to be killed, to if be fair. If we don't kill you, the Blight probably will, so... What is a what is a Vance and Lucien? Um, they are angels going to take you to a very nasty place if you try and run away. Could you give me a intimidation check, please? Or persuasion, because technically you're not lying, because one of them is Asimar. I've, I've rolled intimidation... 17. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Make the grass tet look like a teddy bear. They will. Ted, Ted, who? Teddy bear. Um, he basically means his, your life will be spared. And oh. Drago kneels down and unties his feet. Ah, knees. Now what? You go. Oh. Bye. That Bye. Way. Don't you want to hear what I have to say? I might have some plot information that will help. I'm not entirely sure you do. Well, you've had you've but had yes, ample if you, time if to read You feel like it. we're paying our kindness <laughs> with information. Now's <clears throat> the time. Firstly, I feel there's some points I need to make before I say this. Nazgai, the reason I didn't tell you everything is because you have bullied me, uh, intimidated me, and murdered my entire family. So sorry, I'm not very <laughs> forthcoming with my information. Secondly. I was bound against my will twice and held without my consent against my will. So, yes, I needed to gain some trust first before I allowed you to learn information about. I, I believe what I know. you said there was something useful about the plot rather than your emotional Thirdly, state. Nice guy. I don't think you are a nice guy. I think you're <laughs> not a nice guy. I like the, like the non bearded man better now. Uh, now. Now. <laughs> Come close, everyone. Don't do that. His breath smells really bad. Come no. close. See, this is why I don't think you're a nice guy. <laughs> Listen. I have tried to brush my teeth. It does not work. 
but more importantly than that. No, <laughs> fuck, where are you going? <laughs> I need to know where you're going before I give you any information. We're going we'll go- east. That way? Yes. Is that the right way? Have you told me the right way? Have you told him the right way? I accidentally told you the right way. Okay. He's going to poke up and go, oh, next to the river. Yes. The flatlands. Okay. Yeah, I know about that. Big open area, protective cliffs. Rings a bell. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. don't, Don't go there. Why not? Ah, uh, best way of putting it. Mini Galgroths. Small dragons. Very ferocious. Well, that small, is where we will be going. Thank small you Small nests. But, okay, no more information? Okay, have fun. Where would you, um, where would you suggest we go instead? Home. That is not an option. That okay. Is- dragons, we need to save them. No, I, they are not living. They can... Oh. Hmm. Mini Galgroths. Galgroth is non-living dragon. These are non-living mini, mini Galgroth. They are, uh, uh, noisy. And when Galgroth hears their noise, they, he comes. How many are there? Nine. Nine. But just don't let them squawk. Don't let them squawk. How do we prevent them squawking? Punch them hard in this tummy. How old are these dragons? I don't know. Small. If they're babies, they may not fully have their senses about them. It might make them easier to... Oh, no, they fly and kill. But they are small. Right. Listen, we said we're going east. What if we were to go west instead? Yeah, what's to the west? Oh, that's nothing. That's just the edge, and then you are out, and then it's the, the forest. Uh, what about north? The tower. South. Back where you, well, where your angels live, I think. That's Go where ahead. you pointed. Mark. Yeah. Oh. Can I see the tower? Uh, not currently because you're, you're, there's the cliffs all around blocking where you would, which is why it's a good place because you could get a lot of people out there without. I didn't know if it was tall and uh, poking out. No, not, not quite because you're quite close to the cliff, the cliff edge and the cliff's about 30, 40 feet tall. So the tower's north. Ah, yes. What lies between here where we are now and the tower? Innumerable undead and abominations and creatures. (laughs) Right, okay. That's a what, is there any way, if if one was really concerned about getting to the tower as soon as possible, what is the quickest way and the safest? Oh, there is no safest. <clears throat> the ground is unstable. Nothing lives underneath. The skies Galroth controls. The ground is the hordes. Is there any portal that leads to the tower that you know of? No, they don't tell us much. Do you have any contact with Grasset whatsoever? No, he allows us to stay at the edge of his camp. In return, we defend his borders badly. Do you have any way of casting message or receiving a message from anyone close to Grasset? Yes, receiving, yes, but we don't decide when they come. They just happen. When's the last message and what did it contain? Uh, A day ago, and it basically said, has anything happened? If so, light the pyre. And we get that every day. 
Do you know when they plan on moving from this area or increasing the blight into the other parts of Aerith? It keeps growing. It keeps growing. The, the rift gets bigger. It's no matter of time before the tower collapses and the rift splits wider and more will come. Either way, we have a finite amount of time because they're going to message him again in a few days asking for an update. And when they get nothing, they'll know something is wrong. True. Yeah. That's yeah. guy it makes sense. I think we should I think we should go see the dragons. We it makes sense. We to need to that clear way. that area anyway. I need to go to the tower. Yeah, but the tower is the destination once we can can you go now? Me? Jim? Yeah, no, Jim. he's quite helpful. I, I don't know. I think this is No, right. actually fuck off. Yeah, I don't want um, you to hear this. Go see okay. the angels now. And if you don't, he's going to shoot you with his bow. Okay, don't have to be so mean. I'm going anyway. No, right. listen, you you helped us, and I don't know if you care, but we are going to defeat this blight. Think about what you need or want to do afterwards. Huh. I'd like to spend time with my friends and family, but they're all dead, so I'm going to go become a wandering minstrel somewhere, and uh, I don't know. That sounds great. I think you picked a really good career path there. <laughs> if you wanted to avenge your brethren, maybe join us and defeat the Blight, because without that, this wouldn't have happened. He's going to look at you all, one by one, and like sizing you up as individuals, as heroes, as men, women, gnomes, dragonborns. Nods his head. No, I'm going to go see the angels. <laughs> okay. And he's uh, he's going to start plodding off towards the, padding off towards the, the things. Uh, 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 wait, he turns around and looks at you, Claude. When I get there, uh, why will they not just kill me? You go say you're a prisoner of war. Prisoner of war. Uh, what if they don't believe me? Because you Friends did not believe of... me. I mean, they're, watch- they're literally watching us this entire time. One goblin oh. coming back with his hands in the air. Hands in the air. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're going to the dragon, the dragon nests. It doesn't concern you, little boy. I was just going to let your friends know and be a useful messenger. No, doesn't concern so, you. So, know. you know, I, I well, tell Gren Golgatha to you too, my friend. Okay. Have a great time, Shiltatha. Goodbye, nice guy. Bastard. And... Gnome, you are small, but you scare me. Good. And he's going to reach up. He's going to grab your face and try and kiss you. What me? Yes. Okay. Fuck no. I, if he if he reaches forward at all, he's going to call the staff around his chops. Ow. He might have turned into a prince. Well, you could kiss him. <laughs> okay. That's something I'd like to take a chance on. There. It's a so goblin right. greeting, and I thought maybe we were friends, but apparently not. So. <laughs> Thank you for. Kill you. Why would we? No, uh, folly, folly. Complete the greeting. God, what's wrong with you? Yes, yeah, thank folly. You. Don't be rude. Come on, how would nice you get fucked? Ah. <laughs> well, that is a proposition. I, I, he's only looking for a kiss. I don't think you need to take it that far, <laughs> folly. This is good. <laughs> you are you're making fun of my uh, long, old routine of my my people. So thank you for being uh, Chris. Slightly... With all due respect, I think you've overstayed your welcome. No, I, now I, is I a good time to leave really, if you want to. Thank you. Yes. You know what? 
I'm going to leave and set up my own campaign. Yes, yes, it's off you go. While yep, we bye-bye. fight you. Ah, fuck okay. you all. And he's going to wander good, off. Good. Make better life choices. Siding with okay. the undead was a silly idea. Bye-bye. Okay, well, thanks for killing my family. Bye. Well, I should have made better life choices as well. Well, I was born a goblin. I didn't have a choice. I wasn't get, my, my skills weren't given to me on a silver spoon. Bye. I like him. I'm glad we Me did. too. I think he's the best person we've ever met. What? <laughs> what? He's got very good hearing. Did you, were you still talking about me? Or is that... Uh, no. No, no, fuck off. Thank you. Uh Goodbye, bye. And he's going to continue plodding off with his hands still up as he walks off. I think, guys, he could be the Tali of Campaign 2. I really do. That was weird and wonderful. And a an hundred episodes voice. brought us to this point. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awful. That's the it's worst. Like Meepo took up made. smoking. It's incredible. Yes, mate. It's genuinely <laughs> what it sounded like by the end. At least it was a bit more consistent. So Fuck good. me. Yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. So I will, I will be, be better. Don't be. I, I haven't laughed like that in, yeah, a, man, that in was, a long time. Danny was crying. I was crying. Me too. So awful. I, I'm so sorry. I corpsed hard. Yeah. Episode one hundred is called Chris the Goblin. Cheers, Mark. Well done. <laughs> no, it's happens. called Nice Guy. Nice, nice guy. guy. But <laughs> the thing is, the minute you said oh, I'm gonna be nice guy and you said it a little funny, I wrote it down N A S G A I. Nice guy. Nice guy. You nice And also and also Claude is non Nasca. Non Nasca. Incredible. There you go. Yeah, Cretlish Goldcrather was his name. Or Chris. Creek Rish. Cretlish Colgratha. Yeah, it's Chris. Oh, Chris. So we're going to go to these dragons then? Yeah, I mean, we didn't. That wasn't a total bust. It's. Grazat's here. Yeah, so he's in the tower. The plan is we've got to clear the two sites where the portals are going to come in, summon the army. That gives us the chance to get to the tower. Tower, that makes sense. I really want to get to the tower. Yeah, well, we've got to clear with the dragons first. And you sure you don't want to do a split? No. I mean, blimey, absolutely not. If it's worse than the goblins, we're not going to do it single-handedly. I mean, who's going to be Robin. on my team, for starters? Robin, I need to get to that tower. I was just thinking that in my vision, Claude, in, in my head, we did it, you and me. At the tower? But unless we bring an army through, then the other part of your vision where you see a, a land of war doesn't happen. This is a battlefield. We need to bring the battle to the battlefield. Claude is actually, Claude is speaking a, a lot of sense and logic here. There's any attempt to get to that tower without bringing the armies is going to result in us dying. We we need to what do. If we-, we bring the armies and we overwhelm them as we plan, he sees this unfold and he gets out of here. But it doesn't matter because all we're doing is clearing the it way matters. to the armies, and then we're going to go. He's not going to get away. He can't get away. He can't get away. But if he sees the overwhelming army that we've brought forward, that's if it's overwhelming and that's if we win. Surely. Why would he stay? He'll run into the other enemy. Then you'll chase him and you'll find him and you'll kill him. He's a god. He can plane shift, I'm pretty sure. I know for the first time for... The, probably the first time I know where he is right now. I need to find him while I know where he is. If you try and get to that tower, 
without bringing the armies, you will give him what he wants. He has spoken to you. He's challenged you. He knows your weakness. And he knows that your weakness is that you're going to be feeling the way you're feeling right now. It's a dangerous thought to think that you can get to him and kill him with that horde in front of you. Claude has the right of this. We have to do what we promised Lucian we would do. Now's not the time for being selfish, mate. We all want him dead. We've just got to do it this way. Because if we go gung-ho there Rambo style, whoever that is, then <laughs> you're just going to kill all of us. And I don't know what you want more, Grazette dead or all of us dead. You pick, mate. If, if we die, he steamrolls Sleepguard. Everyone. What's a steamroll? <laughs> it's, a, it's a military term for... Uh, 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 anyway, it, it's like a form of garden instrument, which means it's a pretty poor military term. But the term is good nonetheless in the sense that he will kill everyone he and his army come up between before he reaches Goldview. And then he will siege the city and kill everyone inside. Yeah. There's a time for being selfish, Drago, and it's not right now. And then there's a time for steamrolling. Apparently. Gardening, but poor analogy given where we are. Well, let's get a move on then. There's no point hanging around. No. So dragons then. Helena will start to put out the fire. It stays lit because it's magical. Oh, fuck. I think I've burnt my foot. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. Just, Claude. Hello. Can you do some sort of, oh, no, I think it's gone. I thought I saw some flames. Folly, can you not burn the princess's foot? Dip the foot. Yeah, sorry. And he's just going to wave and put it out. There you go. Oh, thank you. Is your foot on fire? Because if it is, he'll wave and put out your foot as well. Well, I, I, I thought it was. I thought I saw flames. So thank you for doing whatever you just did. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Sorry I burnt you. I, I seem to have that habit with my companions. It wasn't intentional. I don't think it was you. I I tried to put it out myself. Anyway, let's let's go. Be on our way. Yeah. So making our way downtown? Just before yep. we do, I'm Walking just going to say to Drago, very un- just, just quietly, you said it last night. Ending the blight is the priority, and that means that killing Grisette is secondary. <sighs> I didn't know where he was last night, Robin. Now you do. But, as everything you said to me last night, we have to remain focused. For the reasons we've just outlined. We end this blight. We've come this far. There's there's no reason why. And I have every reason to... From what I've seen and what I believe of you, there is no plane on this or any of the seven hells or wherever else that he can hide. You will find him and you will you will do what you need to do. But uh, for now... Sometimes it's easier to say these things. I know I hear you just what I said last night. Sometimes I guess I'm finding it's easier to say these things, but when you're presented with a real world situation, it's hard to act on the words. Last night, you were focused on what needed to be done. If Grazette... It's tormenting you or teasing you, and I'm saying this as we're starting to move, then he's doing it because it weakens our cause and it weakens you. He hasn't said a single word to me. He doesn't need to, though, does he? Look what's happened. This fire I hold will enrage and kill him. I need to keep hold of it. I've worked too hard. 
I have too much at stake. Listen, can you walk ahead? Just give me a moment. I need to walk behind the group for a moment. I'm not going anywhere. You have my word. I need to try and get on top of my emotions. Robin will nod. I hear you. Fair enough. I'll go join the others. As everyone walks forwards, Drago's going to um, walk with just at a setback pace. His uh, head down, and he's just constantly fighting back the torrid of emotions and rage and memories of Grazet and what he's done, the afflictions he's caused Erith, and the afflictions he's caused Drago personally. And he's constantly fighting this uh, need to get to the tower as quick as possible. It's a constant fight as he's walking. He's going to grasp the amulet that Claude gave him that he links in his mind to Akiva. uh, And he's going to um, grab hold of it while still walking. And he's going to communicate to Akiva and hope for some sort of buzz uh, that tells him that Akiva's listening and watching over him. Cool. Could you give me a religion check with advantage, please? Oh, how, how about a crit? Uh, 22 in total. 22. Nice. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, how do you how do you wish to commune with your deity? So as we're walking and Drago's grasped the amulet, he's going to send every uh, mental being of himself uh, towards the god, Akiva. Um, and it's going to be full conversation from the mind. Akiva, are you watching over this? Do you understand the struggle I'm feeling? Uh, you get a real sense of comfort in your... Emanates from your amulet. You've never communed with him like this before, but you feel a sense of comfort emanate from the amulet out, a sense of warmth and comfort from the amulet out and into your body, which um, would give you the impression of a positive response. Akiva, I need to know if he moves or changes direction or anything which sets him away from the tower i need to know i don't know if that's within your power i don't know if it's in your power to send me there right now i guess i'm at a crossroads and i i could really do with a higher power and um an indication of what to do there's a rage that is engulfing the amulet goes kind of back to normal it doesn't respond it doesn't go like cold or anything like that or hot or anything like that it just doesn't respond as you grasp it in your claw you get zero response you know you managed to make that connection with akiva as you got a response previously but the answer to that question is left unanswered by akiva uh constantly try again to try and get that uh, connection. Um, we'll carry on walking. So you're aware you've got, you, you're aware you've got the connection with Akiva. You can feel that 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 intrinsically holy connection with your deity. Yep. You're connected. You can feel the the kind of communication is open. Uh, it's a a kind of a blanked response 
He's oh Akiva, okay. Akiva okay. isn't responding to that question. It's like he's going, I'm not gonna answer that. In a way, but I tried to say it through something awkward. Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's my fault. Fine. I think I understand what you're trying to say. Just look, surely you want him dead as much as I do. And if you know me as well as you think you do, you know how much I want him dead and why and what I've done to get to this point. So if at any point he is looking in the upcoming battle and thinks that he's going to flee because the odds are starting to turn in our favor, and I'm not saying they will, and I know the odds are drastically against us, I need to know if he moves you get a very, very, very faint positive response. Almost like a little pulse. Nothing nothing particularly strong. Almost an acknowledgement that you've been listened to. Okay. Thank you. I'll do what I can to carry on. As you, as you as a group start to make your, your way across the barren wastelands of the outside of the basin of the blight and you hear the groans, moans and cacophony of noise not too far off getting almost louder and louder as you start to make your way east closer towards the centre but at a diagonal line almost parallel to the tower as you step up and round onto the side where the, the pyre is and you look past the dead trees you can for the first time make out closer the, the sheer numbers of the undead and often the distance beyond it, surrounded by uh, a kind of a halo of um, almost dirty purple light, crackling lightning, and this tower jutting up broken into the sky. Brittle Scar, you can make out the tower as you find visual contact with it at last. The air is still bitterly cold. It hasn't increased in temperature since the sun fell uh, 12 hours ago and the ground has started to shimmer and glisten ever so slightly like a, a thin film almost like that that you'd see if a slug had crawled over the ground but this is across all all the ground the slightly moist in it but the air is still so bitterly dry yet the air is so cold it's almost as if the weather itself is turning against you either uh, on purpose or being forced to by another force you jump from cover to cover, from outcrop to outcrop, from decimated tree to a broken ground to uh, a small unused grave, uh, jumping from cover to cover to keep your locations relatively um, hidden. There are sometimes small jutting up, uh, small cliff faces that you use as cover and you move low to the ground, moving fast, um, but moving swiftly from place to place as you make your way east. And... As you turn a corner, you see down just slightly below and off round to the side from you, to the right of you, um, almost behind you now from where you are, as this is the U-bend of, of a river. And you see a number of large dead oak trees with their leaves charred black around this slightly heightened area of cliff, which again is about, about 40 feet tall, slightly higher than the cliffs you were near before. Again, this area seems to have been picked because of its kind of... Uh, for its cover, for its locale, that you could form a portal here and gather some kind of force away from view from the tower, away from view from the sky as well. Um, so it's been a well-picked out location. 
However, as you start to get closer, this wet film surface gets a bit thicker and the ground almost becomes slightly muddy. It almost looks grass-like as you approach this outcrop, but you realize soon this is some kind of mold. A mirage-like movement emanates from the ground as a noxious, as you see just not too far away, noxious brown-green cloud lingers over this part of the land. Dotted throughout on this outcrop are a number of fresh mounds where the gas seems to be coming from. Nine mounds where the gas seems to be coming from. The river next to you runs slow and silent, sludge-like as the stench of death and dying leaks through the blight-torn grounds. Life is absent here, but something calls deep to your soul, to your center of living, that something is being drawn from you every step you take closer to the tower, closer to the center of the blight. The stench is getting stronger and stronger, the urge to turn and run growing and growing. As you look up at these large mounds, we're still quite some distance away. And you start to notice the change in the air, the change in the atmosphere, the change from your previous location and the danger you are now approaching and the next mission you must face. That's where we're going to stop for this week's episode of The Fellowship at the Tabletop. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. Oh, oh, shit. Chris out of left field there. Chris this was the MVP of that. Cheers, Chris. Fucking hell. Nice it's, guy. It's yeah. ruined my voice a little bit from doing that, but it was so worth it. I love him. Hey, nice I don't. Guy. He was awful. <sighs> wow. Well, that was amazing. That was, that was something. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I yeah. loved I loved that character. Do you know why, I mean, I, genuinely I, where he came from? I had to find, I forgot the name Flynn Rider for the opening, Ian. And so while I was thinking, I was trying to make up the character on the spot, in front of me, I had the images of all the characters of Tangled. And I just had this the old camp man and I kept staring at him. He's called Short Thug, apparently. Uh, the one who dresses up as like the, um, the, the, um, the guy with the Cupid with the bow. And it kept, I yep. think, falling into that accent ever so slightly. Then, uh, yeah, it was, it was a mess. <laughs> it's an absolute fucking mess. And listeners, I can only apologize. My NPCs will be better in the future. No, I think I I'm promise. hoping, listeners, that you enjoyed that as much as we all did. Fucking I think you hell. could hear from our voices. It completely broke us. I haven't <laughs> laughed like that in ages. So hopefully you were along with us on the ride and you laughed too. Uh, but regardless, thank you for tuning in listening to us and making us a party every day week we love you for it and even more so making it with us to episode 100 i bet you didn't think that was going to happen <laughs> many episode 100s have happened to podcasts before has it ever happened quite like ours did i don't think so <laughs> mvp chris and uh <laughs> if you wanted to keep in touch with the podcast i don't know try and find us somewhere <laughs> we do have a combined twitter page which occasionally gets updated it's that fellowship table however you can follow us individually if you want to our uh, and dm us oh uh i'm at irodder one darren's at darren page 06 nice guys at sorry <laughs> nice guy nice guy nice guy darren page 06 danny's at total party thrills casey's at unicorn crit CeeLo green's at <laughs> the d20 gamer and our wonderfully uh, talented DM is at hastily rolled DM. Nice guy. Until next time, guys. Farewell. Farewell.